This is Jasper Reed, and this is Letter from India. In this episode, I want to talk about coming to India. If you're thinking about coming to India, you're part of a long, grand tradition. Alexander the Great dreamt of coming to India and conquering it. Mark Twain came to India. The Beatles came to India to find themselves. Many people dream of coming to India, but what is what does it feel like coming to India? What do you need to know? I've lived here now for the last seven years. 20 years ago, I lived here on my own. Now I'm with my family and I've traveled across the length and breadth of India and visited many, many times. So I wanted to share my thoughts on what to think about and, and how to feel about coming to India. It's a hugely big topic. And in 10 minutes, I'll try and distill it into the things at least for me, that really matter about this. I'm sitting at the moment in New Delhi, looking out at the New Delhi Zoo, the kites are circling. There are thousands of dragonflies in the air. It's a beautiful sunny day. And when you see India like this, you can see why people want to come here. So if you want to come here, here's my, here's my thinking. I think the first thing to say, well, let me start with this. Let me talk about the people that shouldn't come to India, that might not be suited to India. In, in very loose terms, if you're uncomfortable with people, if you're a solitary person, if you don't like the crush of people, India is possibly not for you. On another possibly related dimension, those who get tense with high levels of stress and have anxiety as part of their makeup should also probably uh, sidestep the Indian subcontinent. But moving on to, to those that, that are thinking about coming here or do want to come here, I think the first thing to say is it's like anywhere, it's a state of mind. India's huge, diverse, it cannot be digested even in several lifetimes. And so from that perspective, being ready for that, and like anywhere, having a tremendously open mind about the country and avoiding prejudicial judgment seems very important. I don't suppose that coming to India is really any different to a Punjabi visiting Paris. And depending on what your starting point is, will depend on how different the country is. If you're coming from Sun Valley, Idaho, or San Francisco, India is very, very different. If you're coming from Lagos, there are many things that you would find in common. Before you come, and of course a very obvious point, Time, as they say in reconnaissance, is never, ever wasted. Today, of course, there's a wealth of information that there never used to be. Before, people would arrive with a, with a, um, a well-thumbed copy of Lonely Planet and possibly one or two other famous books that they've read. Now there are any amount of materials and it's well worth reading them. I think the first thing to say is India is a people place, so the more people you can talk to about coming to India, the better off you'll be, and particularly Indians are incredibly keen, from my experience, to share their understanding of the country. There are multiple books you can read. The ones that I would recommend are Being Indian by Pavan Varma, In Spite of the Gods by Edward Luch, and probably The Argumentative Indian by Amarata Sen. These will give you a good picture of India. And then after that, watch Bollywood. It's all over Netflix and Amazon these days. There are dramas, there are documentaries, there are wild, fun, dancing scenes. And in a way that will ready you and excite you about India. 
people will come to India and travel in many different ways. They'll go to the cities, they'll go to the Himalayas, the countryside, the wetlands, they might come and see tigers, they might be here for business. There are countless reasons that people would come to India. I think the things that I wanted to reflect on are that there are certain ways, I believe, of handling yourself in India, and maybe this applies to the rest of the world, that will materially increase your chances of having the right kind of experience. And I wanted to talk about two or three of these items. India is a place that, because of its size and complexity and the competition for space and the competition to be heard, it's a place that requires enormous patience. It requires as well an ability to relate to people, but patience is a key here. And like many countries in the world, probably all countries, losing one's cool um, is a statement that you're not really open to India and you're not importantly able to handle it, which will put you down the pecking order in people's mind, even if they still seem keen to please you. I think the second thing, and it's related to this, is in India you really benefit from having a, a good sense of humour. And again, people without a good sense of humour are often, in my experience, uncomfortable in India. And patience, of course, is the first cousin of good humour. But if you can keep your cool and your sense of humour, probably half the battle is won. I think the third part of this is in a practical dimension. Things move very fast in a country with so many people, with so much going on, with so many rules and yet such a kind of general lack of rules and, and, a, a, and a world that's really a, a free-for-all. So what that leads to is really a need to be very watchful in this country. Things do happen fast and having your wits about you, being at the sceptical end of the spectrum, uh, is often in your own interests. So those are things about, about really handling yourself. Um, let me talk about some practical, cultural dimensions of India, and again, it's hard to generalise, but here are three points that really do occur to me. The first one is, and this is famously the case with, with India, and it's also the case with many Asian countries in particular, but it's a phenomenon all around the world, is that there is a deep um, disregard and, and a fear, if you like, of saying no. No is seen as a very dead-end kind of a concept, no, period, end of story. And by and large in India, and this is almost universally the case, people will go out of their way not to say no. Now that creates a whole um, drama around how you interact with people. And so if one can quickly understand that no generally doesn't mean no, and there's a whole series of facial expressions and movements of heads to indicate that no might mean yes or no might mean maybe. But that's a really important piece to understanding the country. The second thing is really around people's levels of interest. So India is often seen as an intrusive place for the outsider, but the truth is that people have a tremendous interest in outsiders. The country is huge, but it's perhaps less international and less visited in many ways than other places. It's big enough that people, people keep themselves to themselves often in their own states, 
as is famously the case with the United States of America, where something like 75% of people don't even have passports. So don't misinterpret people's proximity as intrusion, it's really interest. There's a famous Hindi expression, Aditi Devo Baba, which means guest is God, and the interest is akin to hospitality. And those that succeed in India tend to recognize that quickly and not be scared of it. The third thing really to say is that India is a relationship country and relationships come above everything. Drinking tea is more important than transacting. The one fundamentally leads to the other. So again, because of the crush of, crush of people, the dominant way of interacting is genuinely through relationships. So in that sense, it's an old fashioned place in a digital rather transactional world. So those are things really that um, are things to think about from a, a cultural standpoint. I think the last thing really to say, um, and to end in a practical way, there are some things that one can practically do to have a better time in India, and this is really to be filed under grandmother teaching you, no doubt, to suck eggs. Two or three things. I think the first thing in India is watch out for the weather. It's a hugely um, diverse and often extreme place. So knowing your weather, probably like the rest of the world, is very important. I think the second thing really, and particularly for outsiders that haven't been here for a while, is, is simple stuff around health and energy and the rest of it. India is a very demanding, uh, draining kind of a place. So good energy, good health, um, taking care of yourself is very important. Drinking water is very important. It strikes me at the end of this podcast that I'm not sure that I'm saying anything particularly about India that isn't true anywhere else. But these are what I've distilled from, gosh, in aggregate, I suppose, 10 years of living in India as an outsider, as a British guy living in India. So pull out the books, do your research, watch the Bollywood movies, dream of India, come here soon. We're in the middle of coronavirus at the moment, so possibly don't come here this week, but come, come to India soon.